Hi, everybody, and welcome. Today, I have Chava Rosenbaum with me, um, who is one of the moms that I've met through my Nurtured Heart journey. Um, Chava is actually part of my group coaching group, which is um, such a special group. So um, it's really been it's really been inspiring to be um, with all of these amazing parents together uh, monthly and really get to know each other. So um, but Chava is here here because I got a request from somebody in the coming um, asking to hear about somebody who maybe is um, earlier on the journey of nurtured heart and still kind of struggling with implementation, kind of like more real life, like real life story, real life and um, just asking for more voices of people who are still in the implementation stages of it. So Chava was brave enough and kind enough um, to come on and share, you know, the real life story. So we'll see where this goes. We'll see where this takes us. But Chava, if you could just introduce yourself, let us know who you are, what your family looks like, you know, and um, and let us into your world a little bit. Sure. Um, thank you, Missy, for doing this. Um, I was hesitant at first to to do this um, because I see the other people you interview and everyone um, seems to really have this down. But I, I do feel like um, as invested as I am that it, um, it takes time and I'm, I am still learning. Um, I have even done the CTI course and which was amazing. And yet I, I do still struggle with it. Um, I started with my first intro course a couple of years ago. I did the intro course again a year later and then did CTI this past November. Um, and what led me to want to do it is, so I have three kids. My oldest son is 12, my daughter is 10, and my youngest son is almost five. And my oldest son in particular, we were really struggling with. Um, he we initially thought it was ADHD and then he was diagnosed um, a couple years ago with Tourette's and some autism. Um, and that was a journey in and of itself, just because we never hear any, anything about Tourette's. And the only thing that is heard about it in general is that it's, you know, some kids screaming out swear words and that's not what we were seeing. So we were pretty surprised by the diagnosis. Um, it shows up a lot with impulsivity. So it looks like ADHD. Um, but, um, and then as I learned more about um, Tourette's, I also was seeing that my son didn't look like that. Like these kids were able to explain themselves really well and explain how they were feeling and that they were bothered by all the tics that they have, because that's another feature of it. Um, and my son wasn't that verbal. And then I realized, well, that's because that's where the autism piece comes in. So his presentation of, of his diagnosis didn't look like other people's. And so um, it is one reason why I am very open about sharing about it because I want others to know that it exists. It's, um, it's probably more prevalent than we think um, and that it doesn't have to be a hopeless thing. So anyways, um, there's some challenging behaviors there. And we had done um, ABA therapy, which we continue to do. And that in combination with NHA is very helpful. Um, and we had done other therapies and, um, and, but I was getting very frustrated as a parent and, um, 
I just realized I needed something else that really resonated with me. Um, I didn't focus on trying to get him to behave differently. I mean, there's always that piece in my mind, like how do I change that behavior? But I, I was really sold and like did the intercourse again. Oh, I did CTI, the, um, the intensive training was because I wanted to learn more about resetting myself in the face of all this, that I realized that so much of parenting is who am I being and how calm am I able to be? And this was the only approach I saw that really focused as much on that um, as any behavior that I was trying to reroute. So, um, so in other words, I feel like NHA is quote working. If, if only um, that I am able to not say something negative, if only, you know, if I'm just, um, not shouting at the kids or if I'm able to take a breath instead of just saying what's going wrong. So that part is, is challenging for me, um, to, to not focus on like what they could, he and my other kids too. My, my five-year-old is very, four and a half year old is very challenging. So, um, it's easier for me to jump on what could be, you know, could be better. Um, so that's where I, I struggle with, I know the tools, but like rewiring my brain. Um, and I have found that despite the challenges I continue to have and kind of remembering like, okay, wait, nurture heart, nurture heart, like get that back in that mode, because I had to rewire, you know, all these years of conditioning. Thank God I did have great parents. Um, and I can feed off of that, but still it wasn't necessarily nurtured heart. So I've decided to stick with this because I want to proactively rewire my brain. And I'm doing that by first of all, not giving up. So even if I don't do it quote, right, if I don't feel like, oh, that was not a nurture heart comment, <laughs> or I just pointed out what he could have been doing um, better. Okay, pause, reset myself, start again. Um, every, not just every day is a new opportunity, but every moment is a new opportunity. And so what I'm doing is I'm trying to stay in the conversation. So I listen to a lot of Mussie's podcasts um, in an attempt to do that as I'm cooking, as I'm getting ready in the morning or going, you know, getting ready for bed. Sometimes I'll, that's when I'll listen. It just puts in all that positive stuff in my brain so that in those mo moments of like of tension or, or like not knowing what to do, I can just kind of remember some of those messages that were so powerful in the podcast. Um, and, um, I have a couple books that I haven't picked up as much, but I, you know, do that. I have these monthly, monthly coaching calls that Missy leads. Um, that's an attempt to stay in the conversation and put my challenge myself to talk about what's going on and how to do things better. Um, you know, comments, one comment that resonated recently in one of your podcasts with your whole family, um, Missy was one of your sisters saying like, realizing that, oh, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to fix anything. I just have to focus on what's going right. That in and of itself is hard sometimes when you you see a kid doing what you don't think is right and, and you just wanna be like, stop doing that. Or no, 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 not that, this. Um, 
but just being able to say, or, or if they're, the kids are arguing, which happens all the time and like, how am I going to resolve this? Well, I don't, I don't have to know the answer and I can just say, you know what? I'm really glad that you guys aren't hitting each other right now. I'm really glad that you guys are using your words. And even though it's, you know, maybe they're sh shouting to do it or, or just removing myself from the situation. Maybe that's a success for me at that moment. Um, just having the confidence that they can figure it out themselves. So, um, so yeah, I can pause there. Yeah. Thank you. Um, wow. So I, um, I love everything you're saying and I think it's so valuable for parents to hear about, um, how, and I think this is really true of Nurtured Heart fully, is that success doesn't look like doing Nurtured Heart all the time and like always having the right thing to say and always knowing what to do. Like that, that isn't actually Nurtured Heart. Like the Nurtured Heart approach is about being in the moment and doing the best we can in that moment and accepting it as that's just the way it's meant to be and on to the next moment and just trying again and not giving up. And like you said, resetting yourself, coming back, giving yourself more opportunities. Um, I, I will see if we get there because I want to stay in the thread where we are right now. I have a follow-up question for what you just said. Um, but I, I am curious also to go more into the Tourette's um, diagnosis and just hear maybe more about that for our audience too hear more about what that looks like, how that presents, and just, um, um, it's always, I, I, you know, someone who listening might have a child that they wouldn't have thought to even look into Tourette's for, and just also to have an understanding of other people in the world. Um, so I'd love to hear more about that. But from everything you're saying here, um, I kind of want to ask you, and you, you maybe did already kind of say it, um, but what would you say is like the most challenging aspect for you like day to day that you find yourself like um struggling with the most and then like follow up to that how do you deal with that and and how are you not how have you not given up you know like how have you how are you still here and saying you're committed yeah um I would say the things that I struggle with the most two things one is when my kids fight I think it takes me back to my childhood when my brother and I fought. My my relationship with my brother is very much like my daughter's relationship to my older son. Um, I see myself very much in her and I see my brother in my son. And um, it's interesting, my brother had very different, but in many ways, similar challenges. Um, and I, even though I was a younger child, I just kept trying to um, tell him what to do. And I was, you know, behaved a little bit more um, doing what I was supposed to be doing. And so I, anyways, I have to take myself out of that situation um, and realize that I am, I'm not my daughter. I don't have to protect her. I don't have to do anything. And this is where the nurture heart comes in um, that I don't have to um, step in and say, ah, 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 like no fighting. I mean, if it gets physical, I do have to step in. That's where it's, it has gotten physical. And so I feel like I need to protect her, um, in a way that I didn't get it as much as a kid. You know, my parents were kind of like, you guys deserve each other, which is 
totally an understandable reaction, especially as I'm seeing this and feeling that way too as a parent. But, um, but I, I didn't feel like I was like protected in the way that I now want to for her. So I have to really work hard to bring in that nurtured heart to not react based on my gut, which is like, oh, just get in there and stop the fighting and, and protect her. So um, setting up ground rules, um, you know, so um, trying trying to get clarity, you know, and like, <clears throat> okay, if you separate them if, if I need to. So there is some like strategy involved, but also, like I said, just um, taking myself away and not adding fuel to the fire by yelling at them and saying, guys, stop, you know, or, or just, so it's, um, you know, again, trying to comment on what is going right. Um, <clears throat> turning to my younger son, maybe, and saying, thank you for not getting involved or um, talking to my daughter ahead of time about what she can do and say, and um, same for my son, you know, um, and really acknowledging him for he has had it does have a tendency to just kind of whack somebody. So um, it really acknowledging him in that tense moment, like, thank you for not, like I said before, like, thank you for not hitting her. I know you are and validating him. I think that's part of the nurtured heart too. Is like, I know you're really angry right now. I can see that. And I, and I, I can see why you would be frustrated that she just, um, that she just took the magazine that you really wanted and you've been saving, you know, this whole week to read and that she just grabbed it. And I know that you both, and there's one magazine, but you know, um, thank you for taking the high road and, you know, talk to him about character traits that he's showing and doing that. Like that shows you're having so much self-control right now and you're going to save that even longer. It's going to be so much more fun to read when you wait that much and you're like, anyways. Um, so it, that is also a work in progress because there are times when I'm feeling low, low energy, tired, you know, um, I just let myself fall into my instincts and, and I do just get upset and say, guys, just knock it off. Um, but then I look back at how I feel and I feel so icky after that, that I reflect on, I take a moment to reflect, how could I have done that better? And, um, and I, and I try and plan ahead. Like, okay, I try and visualize when they fight next time, what am I going to do? And I visualize myself saying that, how am I going to calm myself down and reset myself? So I visualize myself doing that, visualize what I could have said to them. And then maybe I have a conversation with them afterwards. Um, that's the part that I want to work on more, but, um, and then the, the other part that I find is so hard is when I get, um, disrespected. So, you know, my four-year-old is going through a phase where he'll just say like, shut up and just kind of say no. And, and to not react and say, don't you dare speak to me that way, you know, or like, it's so I, it takes a lot. And that's why I have to stay in this nurture heart game. I'm just saying like, okay, I'm going to ignore that. I, I'll say to him, what I've gotten good at is saying to him clearly and calmly, we don't speak like that to each other. You know, you need to reset. So I want to make it known that that's not how we talk to each other. I'm not completely ignoring it. Um, but, but then not getting into a whole, um, you know, argument with him, especially as a four and a half year old, like that's just pointless. He's just aggravated by something else. So having that clarity of mind myself, I'm able to say, this is really about something else. He really just 
wanted to wear his new shoes that don't actually fit him. And he's angry about that. That's why he's yelling at me. Or he wanted to finish playing, but he's got to go to school and he didn't get what he wanted. So, so just like pausing, pausing is so, is so important. And that's what I'm getting better at and saying, okay, what is this really about? Um, and then, and then acting from that space or reacting from that space. Um, so again, if I'm not in a good frame of mind, that still does trigger me, but, um, gotten better about not letting him take me for a ride on that one. And, owning my own um, emotions, taking more control myself of how I'm responding. And he's gotten better too. He can reset. And, and I've even commented, I'm like, you're so good at resetting. And he's, he's even commented to me like, I, mommy, I reset. And I'm like, yes, you did. And I started asking him at the end of the day, because this has become such a problem, I'll say at the end of the day, what, what is your greatness? What have your greatness has been? I actually asked all the children that at the end of the day. And um, he won't let me get away without saying that. Like sometimes I'm in a hurry or like, this is, that time is taking too long. And he'll say, mommy, I didn't see my greatness. I'm like, okay, what are your greatnesses? And he's like, and then he'll say like, <laughs> I reset, you know, I'm like, that's right. You did. Or he's like started making his bed every morning. <laughs> so even though he now does it every you know morning. I, so just building him up in these other moments helps trickle into these tough moments so that he knows himself as other than just that behavior. I know him as somebody other than just that behavior. And so I can not be as triggered by those really tough responses. Or if I am, at the end of the day, I still have some place to go back to where I could say, okay, yes, that happened, but we're not going to talk about it. And what did you do great today? And it can still be a loving moment despite whatever he threw out earlier. Wow. <laughs> okay, Fava. Um, there are so many practical, like important, brilliant pieces of takeaway and everything you said. And I honestly feel like I should go to podcast school to learn how people <laughs> interview and be fully present with the person talking and also like recap everything. Cause I just like, you were saying so many things. Okay. But I'm so grateful that you're here sharing for our audience, because I feel like you have said so many things that people um, that will be so helpful, like hugely helpful. And I, know that some of the things you've said have been hugely helpful for me as well. But I'm going to do my best here <laughs> to just recap all the things you've said, because what you just did so brilliantly is walk us through like the challenge and then like so many practical pieces of like, and this is how you deal with it. And so many different pieces of what, how to, how to set ourselves up for success with that. So, um, and I just want to recognize you also that, <laughs> Um, you are so, you said like, you're still struggling and, you know, to implement whatever, like you are so wise and aware, like you have so much awareness about yourself. Like when you were talking about, um, this is based in your, rooted in your childhood, how like you were with your brother and how that's coming in and making it a bigger trigger for you. Um, or like the awareness that like, you're feeling disrespected by your son that he's telling you, you know, words that he shouldn't be saying, but like, you're so aware that he's upset about his shoes that he couldn't wear. 
and you have you're having in that moment of trigger you're having that empathy of like wait a second let's like real life size let's let's make this real life size like he's this is what's really going on like just so much energetic awareness and attunement um forgiveness for yourself and that whole thing you said at the end about um like the idea and this is so central to nurtured heart and so powerful on any level of implementation of nurtured heart that the idea of building him up in those like just guys rewind and listen to her say it because she said it so well but like listen like building him up in those other moments and focusing on those other moments trickles into those harder times to make them easier so it sounds like it's trickling in for his behavior to be maybe a drop faster of a reset or maybe a drop less intense negativity or whatever but what i heard even not even more but what i what i relate to so much in what you said also is that it affects the whole dynamic because you have other moments of how you see him and so now he's not just and you said this so well he's not just defined by these negative behaviors and that's not all he is in your home in your family dynamic in in your relationship with him and how you see him and how he sees himself but yeah there's moments that were really tough today but there's also this other stuff that can then balance that out and not only balance that out hopefully surpass that and how are you closing your day and, how, and he's making sure you do it right with that greatness of like yeah but this is what you've really shown today this is how you've really brought yeah. light to our family and to the world and how i relate to how and i'm so glad people are hearing this how doing that helps us as parents and helps us in our relationship not necessarily because the negative behavior and and our own um negative patterns as parents just disappear but how having those moments front and center help us remember that like, okay, this is a really bad moment. I'm my worst right now. I'm being the worst mother ever. I'm doing everything I've always sworn I'd never do. But like, this is not all of me. This is not all of him. And this is not all of our family. There's so many other moments that I can remember and look back at. And like, it's so it makes it more okay. Cause it's not yes. so, it's not so extreme. It's not so everything. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't take over. I see that you have something to say. I want to be quiet and listen. Sorry, I keep like, <laughs> like, I love hearing what you're saying too. And I'm, yeah, I have to work on interrupting. Um, but I, what I want, I'm excited to share too, is, is just like, I'm trying not to end his day on a bad note. I'm trying to end his day on a high note. And what did he do? Right. I'm trying to do the same for myself too. So that's not always the end of the day, but at some point in the day, I, I try not every day, but I try to reflect and like, what did I do right today? And, and focus on that. And the moments that I didn't, you know, again, how could I've handled that differently? Um, but it's so important. And I've heard your sisters say this, um, you know, about not beating themselves up in this process because um, parenting can be grueling and it's the hardest job I've ever had. And, you know, and the most rewarding, you know, got to follow it up with that because it's true, but it's, it's difficult and um, to say the least. So you have to like say, but what did I do right? Like, where did I not shout? Where did I just keep my mouth shut? Where did I not shout as long? Where did I like, you know, and just pinpoint all these different things. Yes, thank you. And you're reminding me also that there's so many other um, tidbits that I wanna just run through really quick because of how practical they are. So that what you just said now, ending the day with like, what did I do right? Like how, or, or, or how, how um, 
not worse did I get? You know, like it, I could have been worse and I wasn't. That's also success. And like ending my day with see, like pointing out what's good for them, pointing out what's good, what's good for me, not just for them, but for me so that I can feel better so that I can have that, that, um, that positive ending where I can be more motivated to then get up the next day and continue and not give up, which is the biggest thing I'm hearing from you is this commitment to like just yeah. trying again and not falling off the wagon. And so th yes. that brings me back to the other piece you were saying in the beginning of how you're setting your, yourself up for success in this process of, of falling and getting up and falling and getting up and struggling. And um, is this like, so a few things you said, like staying in the community, staying in the conversation, you use those words. I love that. Staying in the conversation. How are you doing that? Um, you're, you know, you're talking about it every chance you get. You're doing the the monthly group coaching. You're listening to the podcasts. Um, just this giving yourself opportunities chance. to Facebook chat. Yes, there is a Facebook group, guys. Nurtured Heart Institute has a Facebook, a public Facebook group for anybody. There's no prerequisite training that you need to have. And um, there is a chat off of that group that you can just post anything and watch other people post and discuss things and ask questions and just be inspired. So that's an amazing community. And Chava, yes, I've seen you on that chat. And so being active there and just staying in the conversation, right? Because yes, it's like anything in life, you get rusty. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, it's like machinery. You can't overuse it because it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna break down from overuse, but also it's gonna, if it never gets used, it's gonna get rusty. So it's like that balance of like, but staying in the game, staying in the, staying in the routine of it. I mean, we know with, with creating habits, everything, the, when you, when you stay in it and you keep reminding yourself of it, you know, in Judaism, right? There's so much about like rituals and routines that we do all the time to keep ourselves connected where we're praying, you know, and I'm sure in other religions too, um, I can speak for Judaism, you know, we're praying every day. We're praying three times a day. We're blessing before we have our food where um, there's a, uh, there's a, ritual but when we walk through a doorway to pause and to we have a little scroll on right. our door that reminds us that God is protecting us like just all these all the time keeping us connected every Saturday we're turning off our phones and we're connecting with with our spirituality and with our with our um with our religion and then there's the holidays and the high holidays and it's like just so many opportunities to reset 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 and stay in the conversation and yeah. stay in the learning and stay because yeah you can't you can't just like not there's this work that this is what I'm hearing from you. I'm hearing this level of commitment that's so deep and this level, which, which it's not just dry commitment. There's a love and devotion for your children and for this home you want to have and for this parent you want to be for them. Yes. That is propelling you to have this level of commitment. That's keeping you in the game. I want to stay in the conversation. So that's a huge practical piece for our audience to hear is staying in the game and, um, staying in the conversation. And I love that other piece you said, you know, when it goes wrong and you have that yucky feeling after that yucky feeling can have so many effects on a person. There could be, you know, I can think of just, I can think of so many, I could think of eating my emotions away. I could think of scrolling on my phone for too long. I could think of beating myself up in some other way, you know, becoming super, super critical with myself or letting it out on everybody else or giving up completely, you know, turning to my, my spouse, my partner or whatever is going on and being whoever, whoever I have or hiring someone and being like, I can't do it, you know, 
I, it's done. I'm out, you know, um, or to my kids, just like shutting the door on them. You know, that's it emotionally or physically, you know, that's it. I'm gone. I can't deal with you guys. But what I'm hearing you do with that pain of looking back at a situation and saying, ouch, that hurt. I did not do that well. I did not like the way I was, is you're reflecting on that and asking yourself, how can I do it better? You're making it constructive. And that is so cool because you are not, it's almost like you're not letting it go to waste. It not only is it not, not only is your yucky moment with your kid no longer a negative thing, it's actually becoming a positive thing because you're, we talk in Judaism about like turning the darkness into light, right? It's taking that yucky and actually using it as an opportunity to become even better because here you are role playing in your mind. And I hear how, how much clarity you're having that stand three clarity where you're really walking yourself through what went wrong. What could I do next time? How can I prepare myself? And I hear both sides of it. You're both looking at the child of like the situation. What does the situation need? How can I do this better? In, refer in reference to them, but also for yourself being super aware. This is a trigger for me. This reminds me of my childhood, or this is really hard for me when I'm disrespected. You're so aware of that. And you're not just being in denial of the real life challenge. And so you're like, okay, so with all these pieces of information that I have, I don't hear self-judgment. I don't hear shame. I hear practical, loving, gentle support of yourself. How, what's my self-care plan? You know, what, how am I going to do me? How will I reset myself? How will I take care of myself in this time? Which guys listening, like that is so kind and so generous. And what we all deserve is to not in those moments, those moments are going to happen. Let them be. Shh, it's okay. You know, like, it's okay. Yeah. Let it be, get through it. You're going to be ugly. You're going to be, I feel like the only difference between me and other parents when, you know, people are like, oh, um, you're such an amazing mother. And I am, I'm owning it. And I've done hard work to get here. So like, I, I've earned my spot, you know, like I've worked really hard um, and I work really hard every single day. But I think like the main difference between me and maybe I'll say old me, maybe that's the best way to say it. The difference between me and old me is that is not that I don't ever yell or be negative or do things that I've sworn I'd never do. I still do that a lot, but less, yes, but I still do it. But the difference is, is that it only happens in that moment. And then I let go of it mm -hmm. aside for the reflection, like you're talking about of how can I do this better? I'm leaving it. I'm not holding on to it. I'm not beating myself up for it. I'm not diagnosing myself with that. I'm the worst mother in the world and, and shouldn't even have permission to have kids. Like none of that, no self-judgment, no self-criticism. I'm like, okay, that happened. Ouch. <laughs> what do I want to do about it? That conversation, like you said, the repair. And there are so many lessons your kids are learning from seeing mommy be not that great. And then seeing mommy take that to her room or to her heart or to her journal and having mommy come back and say, eh, sorry, I yelled. I probably shouldn't have done that. And doing that repair, talking about it moving forward. Isn't that what we want kids or adults to be doing in relationships? to stick with the relationship, to work through the yuck, to come back and to work it out and to get better at it. Like to, to, you know, to not just run from problems and not to blame others either, but to take accountability and, and show up better and try. I mean, that's all we want from them. And we are role modeling that and kids learn from role modeling. So what better role model? Okay. I tangented again. So we're talking about practical tips from Hava Rosenbaum. <laughs> okay. So we talked about staying in the conversation and all the ways to do that. Oh, and books. You said you have books to look at. There are so many great nurtured heart books out there. 
And um, yes, so staying in the conversation in those in those ways, um, not allowing the moment to get you down, just getting through it, but in retrospect, reflecting on setting yourself up for success for the future. What do I need? What do I, my kids need? And how can I help myself? Should this happen again? Because it will happen again. You know, when we just are like, oh, it's over, shoof, and forget about it. We're, we're, we're missing out the opportunity of setting ourselves up for better success in the future. Um, and by the way, when you, you say, oh my in the gosh, conversation. So oh, and closing the day positively. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, when you stay in the conversation, you have certain refrains. I have certain refrains that help me in that moment that are quicker to come to me in that moment. So things like this will pass, you know, this moment will pass, like he'll get through it and then we'll be able to reset um, or look for the right, look for the right or, you know, what's going right or something, again, that somebody you interviewed said recently um, is, um, hang on. It just flew out of my mind. Um, something that they said was, I'll come back to that. <laughs> um, but, but these, you know, these comments can, can come to you um, that much more quickly and keep you, you know, keep you engaged in, in the work and not resorting back to this like innate behavior that maybe I, you grew up with and can reroute you. And I want to speak to something so, so deep and powerful and, and just, I feel like so, such a gift to the universe in this work that I'm, that, that everything you've just shared is, is so, it's not just a great way to parent or like a way to manage, like this is so deeply healing for the world. And, and why is, I think everyone will relate to me, but Definitely for me, when I think back to my childhood, you know, those good moments, those moments that were really powerfully connected or um, where I was really seen or appreciated or, you know, just those good moments with my parents, like, I don't like hold on to the like, yeah, but the morning, but that morning I was yelled at. So who cares that you sat with me and held my hand as I fell asleep? Like, no, like those good moments stand alone. They stand alone despite, in spite of, regardless of how many negative moments, if anything, like I hold on to them like precious gems. Like that's my proof, you know, that I'm okay, that I'm loved, that I have a secure base. Like I hold on to those, those, those special, special moments. Um, and I've heard stories of people who have had really hard starts to their lives. Like there's a podcast um, on the Nurtured Heart Approach podcast um, from the Children's Success Foundation. You can find it on iHeartRadio, possibly other places too. So many amazing interviews there. Um, but um, where this one woman is talking, I, I wish I knew her name, um, but she's talking about her life in foster care. And she's talking about this one woman who believed in her. And almost in this like very like aggressive way, like she would yell at her, like after, you know, these meetings with the social workers and all the people telling her how messed up she is and all the problems she's having and how, you know, her bad behavior and whatever. And she would yell at, yell at her like, you are, that's not true. You are so amazing. And you, and I don't even, I'm not going to misquote, like, I'm not going to quote cause I'm going to misquote. But the idea was that she was this voice to her, this one voice. And it's all the foster homes and it's all the voices in, in her life that was just like, no, 
you are going to rock it. You have so much to bring to the world. And that one voice carried her through her life. Still to this day, that voice is in her head. When we hold on to, oh my gosh, I said that to my kid. Now they're forever traumatized. You know, uh, you know, more often than not, I'm yelling. More often than not, I'm stressed. More often than not, we're staying with that. And ultimately, it's going to make us hate ourselves or hate our parenting or feel disillusioned more and hence less threshold for challenge and more negative behavior. It's a cycle that just continues where if we could just learn to leave it and let it be and let it just be the status more often than not, I'm yelling, whoopie do. that's just who I am, you know, and let it be, take the negativity out of it. We are opening the door for those good moments to be standalone good moments. And those good moments are going to take our kids through their life. And so it's not about how many bad moments there are and getting rid of the bad moments. It's about how many good moments there are and building on those because our kids love us. Our kids need us and they want us and they're rooting for us to be the best parents. And so they're looking for those good moments too. And they're willing to take them no matter what. They're just waiting. Yeah. I mean, I know adults that will say, you know, I all I want is for my parents to apologize and show up. That's all I want. I don't need them to change. I don't need them to, to take my whole childhood away. I just want them to see me. And like, as adults, I want them in my life, right? Like, we want our parents. So let go of it, of all that negative and just enjoy that there's one good moment, two good moments and, and celebrate that. And our kids have that to hold on to forever. Yeah. And it amazes me how often, how forgiving my kids are, you know, and we'll have a tough moment. And then the next moment, my, my, my four-year-old would say, you're the best mommy ever. And my daughter, and even my 10-year-old will say something to that effect too. And I'm like, I'm really glad you're not remembering what just happened. <laughs> like, yesterday or even this morning, I'm just going to take that and be like, thank you. I don't feel that way, but thank you. <laughs> you know, and okay. And maybe not being like, yeah, I am, you know, I'm, I'm getting better about, about that, but I am able to say thank you, you know, in that moment and not be like, no, I'm not. Remember what I did before, but just be like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> this moment I am. And that's all they, they're so in the moment. They're so in the moment. Yeah. They're in the moment when they play. They're in their moment when they cry, they're in the moment when they fight, yeah. and then yeah. it's a new moment. And so that's all they want. So, you know, the biggest gift to them is to forgive ourselves and to be yeah. willing to just move on to the next moment and, you know, make a new good moment. That's all. Such a gift. Yeah. And they, Such they, they do want you know us what? to. Even if... Meaning like if we... If yeah. we there have been times when I've like stayed in that frustration and like my kids will call me out on it, you know, and I'll be like, okay, do you like, are you going to like, like play, you know, like I'm playing a board game or something and I will have just gotten frustrated from something They're like, okay, mommy, like, are you going to actually play or are you just going to be frustrated? I'm like, okay, <laughs> I have, let me be present and like, let me drop whatever just frustrated me. Um, because that's all they want. Like they've, they've already let it go. Yeah, they're so amazing like that. This has been such a practical conversation, Chava. I'm so glad you agreed to come on 
Thank you for being so open and honest with the struggle, with the with the brilliant way that you're navigating it and all of your practical suggestions. Um, I'm curious if maybe there's just one more thing that you'd like to just, you know, leave our audience with. Um, any reflections or thoughts or advice or really anything um, before we go? And um, I'm sure that our audience is valuing this so much because this is a really, really, I think more than anything, practical conversation, which is exactly what I hoped it would be. So thank you so much. So yeah, any last minute reflection before we go? Um, yeah, I think a couple of things. First of all, I think just having this conversation is helpful for me too. It's kind of reflecting back to me what I'm doing right, which helps me to kind of like in the nurtured heart way, helps me to be like, right, I am that. So I now expect that of myself, or I'm more likely to do that, you know, knowing that I've just spent all this time talking about it. Um, um, I think I just, I just want to go back to the challenges and the diagnosis of my son, just because it was one thing that I really got tripped up on a lot when I started Nurture Heart. And as I learned more about it as well, um, because Nurtured Heart has a way of saying um, that you don't need to diagnose and you don't need to be on meds. And I will just say that um, my son's um, therapies in combination with Nurtured Heart has been just such a rewarding and um, successful um, plan of action. So you know, when knowing that we couldn't explain his behaviors and they weren't fitting into stereotypical diagnoses, it, it was helpful to get him reevaluated. We already had him evaluated, to get him reevaluated. So we had more clarity um, on what was happening so that I could put myself in this place, like I've been talking about of like, oh, it's not, it's not just him doing this because he doesn't, he doesn't love me. It's that um, he just, he doesn't verbalize that in the same way as a lot of other kids, or it's not that he's just being mean and, you know, but like he struggles with impulsivity. So having that diagnosis was helpful. Um, and then having him work with the ABA therapist and speech therapist and physical therapist or, oh, I'm sorry, OT, um, and regular therapist and, you know, and all these things has helped me to, have some more structure. So when I need to provide clarity, I I'm better able to do that or I'm better able to understand what his needs are so that I can, I can do that. Um, while still having the nurture heart approach of, um, focusing on what he's doing, right. Or I see it's through talking to some of his, um, like his OT is occupational therapist. And she's like, do you know, he's so bright or do you know, like he, he struggles so much in school, but she sees him as so bright and he is so quick to learn things. And he is like faster than almost anyone I've worked with. I'm like, really? And so learning that kind of that from her perspective, I'm able to, to translate that into how I interact with him and give him what he needs. So anyways, I just wanted to really put that out there that that was something that took me a while to learn that it doesn't have to be nurtured, hard or bust. It's it really, the combination of these things have really worked well. Um, and just kind of what we've already said about not giving up, even if you feel or I feel like it's, I did it wrong or it's not working just to kind of keep putting at it, you know, going at it and um, trying and, and to, and to um, talk, bring other people into it. Like it's hard to do this alone. It's so much better and rewarding and easier to do it in community. Um, and that happens by, just like I said, listening to your podcast or joining these group calls and um, 
and just and, and not giving up. Yay. Thank you so much, Chava. And yes, I love that point about all the therapies in the world can, I all is a big word. So many of the therapies in the world can only enhance um, our lives. Really, they're there with incredible wisdom tools and practical help um, in clarity and stand three. And that it's not about no diagnosis and no medical intervention and no right. anything at all. It's about where it's coming from. Is it coming from that stand yeah. one of like, oh my gosh, this kid is so messed up and he just doesn't fit in and we just need to fix him and make him normal and make him finally not, you know, finally not stress me out. You know, like he's stressing me out. I need an answer. He just, I have to like change him right to this place of like, Ooh, how can we help him? You know, how can we be a better fit for him? How can this world be a better fit for him? How can we support him where it's like, you are an awesome person. I believe in you. I know you have so much potential. I'm not giving up on you. And then it's like only enhancing. It's like, yeah. If I can just say one more thing that just came to mind, um, you know, and talking about the the benefits that I've seen in this, the change that I've seen this with that son in particular, this is a child who I could go through the day and just, you know, point out all the things he's not doing right. Um, but because I ask him that question, just asking that question about what are your greatnesses today at the end of the day, um, I've learned more about him and I've learned to respect him more. So for example, when he said, you know, um, because I asked that question, he said, well, my whole class, there was a substitute today and my whole class was, was messing around, not listening. And I didn't, I was like, wow, you did that, you know, and I'm able to tell him that what that shows about him, you know, that shows that you're really respectful and maybe you just thought they were crazy and that's why you didn't do, join in, but whatever, like you just knew what to do. That was right. There've been a couple of times when he said something that related to like him being honest and I now know him as somebody who has that trait or, or how organized he is. And I see that now because sometimes I'm, I'm looking for it more. Sometimes he's more likely to share that because I've asked him. And so he's looking for his greatness to be able to share with me at the end of the day. And that is such a priceless experience. Oh my gosh, Chava. I got chills up and down my body when you said that story and the beauty and healing in that, because how often do people feel like nothing I ever do counts because nobody sees it. They just see what I'm doing. That's not right. Right. And, and for him to have the space to be able to share that with you and you, it's like, he's being the good parts of him are being seen. They're being recognized and there's so much room for that. And look how you're learning about him because of that, like just that open space of like, tell me more because I know there's goodness here, you know? Yeah. So beautiful. Wow. You're amazing. You are nurtured heart, Hava. <laughs> You've got this girl. We're going to have to have someone else on this podcast goodness. because you don't qualify. <laughs> you don't qualify as a beginner. <laughs> Plenty of times I don't do this, but I'm still trying. <laughs> not, not Neither do I, and I don't allow it to. But I am nurtured heart because yeah. I don't I don't allow it to take take over. Um, it's been such a treat having you ta- having this conversation with you. It's been such a treat knowing you and having you in the groups. And I will see you next Thursday on our on our group coaching. Alrighty. Thank. Till next time, everybody. Thank you.